Right now, our lives are on our phones. And with our phones full of live-streamed exercise classes, midday work calls, and nightly family video calls, there's no room for fraud calls. Thankfully, AT&T makes customer security a priority, helping block those pesky calls. It's not complicated. AT&T Active Armor, 24-7 proactive network security and fraud call blocking to help stop threats at no extra charge. Compatible device slash service required. Visit att.com slash active armor for details. Dude, Luke, the printer's still busted. What the fuck, man? Everybody, welcome to episode 18 of the Tapless Robot Podcast. My name is Ryan. My name is Brooks. I'm scared of Furbies. Also, my name's Tyler. Dan. And uh yeah. God damn it. <laughs> we just listened to the most unwanted song. Oh my goodness. And so there may be some references that you may not get unless you have listened to at least 10 minutes the of topless, the most unwanted song. The Topless Robot Podcast Challenge is li- listen to that whole song at a party. Yeah, with, not, not, <laughs> while blindfolded. Yeah, I get what they were going for, but I actually don't think that's the worst song I've oh, ever no, heard. I've heard much worse songs. Yeah. Absolutely not. I, most country I, songs are worse than that. So, Well, and, and the thing is, the country sections were western uh, sections. They weren't country sections. Uh, and opera and banjo it's like they they picked out instruments that they uh they picked like must have searched google for the uh, <laughs> like yeah you know most instances of uh expressions of hatred for an instrument and then just like went down the list yes, it's children singing western uh opera advertisements banjo Bagpipes. Bagpipes. And that's something that always cracks me up. I mean, maybe it's the blood of my people coursing through my veins, but I actually think that bagpipes are sick. Um, I think ba- bagpipes are awesome. Bagpipes I grew, are but amazing. I grew up with with but, bagpipes. My grandpa used to oh, okay. uh, uh, play bagpipes. My, I, I feel like they're the blood of every joke when someone's just like, this is the worst instrument ever. The bagpipes are so obnoxious. Like, eh. No, I love no, They're actually pretty cool. What would be the Bagpipes are one of those instruments like banjo that you don't tell people you can play until you can play really good. Yeah, that's yeah, true. That, it's yeah, easy yeah. to suck at playing the bagpipes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. My, my grandfather used to... Um, <laughs> we used to ride forth into battle in his little Volvo hatchback with this bagpipe uh, tape, and we'd venture forth into town to go to Kmart and the um, Hostess uh, Bread But discount. do all your shopping at, at Walmart! Walmart. Uh, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I would have laughed if you knocked that yeah, over. Just, just yeah. <laughs> at Walmart! At Walmart! Only thing that could have made that better, Brooks, is if you guys had a Claymore in the car and one of you was just holding it aloft. <laughs> <laughs> into battle! I feel like a Claymore Brooks was in longer a than kill. the car. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been. Yeah. You're just like trailing it behind you then. <laughs> so uh, the uh, on uh, with things that happened this week, uh, the uh, new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe released on Switch. Ooh, have you played um, it yet? Yeah, I have uh, played a bit. I mean, it's it's Mario. the That's Super Mario it. World format. But like, it plays and it a lot came out like on the, the last Wii U. one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what? It's like Do every you once in a while. Do you jump break blocks? And, and you mean the the citizens of the Mushroom Kingdom? Yes. Do you, do you yes. hold down a button to run faster <laughs> and obtain power-ups to defeat an enemy well, that will never die? Uh, the difference being that this is where 
Peach or uh, Bowserette or whatever. Bowserette. Uh, Bowserette. Oh, come on. From, know your memes. No. Uh, the thing that that just dominated the it dominated the internet for, for a 24 day. Hours. Yeah. You're like invoking the name of an old god. I need you to stop. <laughs> just all you of a give sudden, it more power. Sudden, the, Don't say its name. It'll notice the, us. the fabric of reality tears open. I have Sauron to look down upon us. It's just Bowser. <laughs> Belief emboldens both things evil and good alike. Ryan, have you watched American Gods? <laughs> no, I still it's actually Amer- haven't. Finished it's American either. Gosh in this household. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's a lot of fun, you know. Like Nintendo will do these these beelines from the main Mario formula every once in a while, like with Galaxy and with Odyssey and stuff like and that. With the rabbits, which are are a ton of what Mario and rabbits. Yeah, well, Mario and Rabbit, the, sure. The uh, uh, XCOM Junior, but that's not technically that's not a Nintendo <laughs> XCOM Winnie Hut Junior. <laughs> that's not that's not a Nintendo property. That's not Nintendo yeah. made. Uh, that is Ubisoft made. Yeah, but Mario is still there. Why, yeah, they why licensed. You think, amazing that they licensed out their characters. For, I think I am shocked that they and did that. It, it, they, it, they did it turned out to be an awesome game. It was yeah, a great, great game. That's what I heard. I haven't actually played it, and like I'm not a huge XCOM guy because, like, it's not that I don't like the idea of XCOM. I just don't have the patience. <laughs> the so I I like those games in theory, and I loved the old XCOM games when they were first coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, my patience kind of ended up wearing yeah, on, on that stuff. Uh, I'd rather play but faster. Mario, games. Mario and Rabbids is a little bit more of a faster-paced version of that formula, and the way that they execute it is very, very good. Honestly, if you can find a way to trick kids into playing other, other cool games like XCOM by by putting other things they like on top of it. Then by all means, yeah, keep, right. Keep doing it for sure. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. it's. I, I thought well, that's what weird. Mighty Number no. Nine was, right? Uh. Uh, stop! 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 <laughs> and don't say as it. I recall, well, didn't we just talk uh, about invoking the names of Elder Gods? <laughs> <laughs> you don't say those words. <laughs> but as I recall, uh, Starlink was uh, also one of those instances where, like, they developed the game oh, uh, with so uh, with uh, uh, Fox and Cloud in it mm-hmm. w- before asking for permission. Did they really? I thought they asked for. They would have. I feel like they would have had to ask. I, if you just well, keep it on the happened. hush hush. I think yeah, they, I mean, they I've developed been to, to then but... show to them, be like, hey, we want to do this. Are you okay with it? Okay. But And that could be total rumor, whatever. I'm probably I feel like just... that would be a lot of development work on the off chance. Which Not necessarily. You're throwing in skins. and Yeah, exactly. You know, like and and the, the heavy lifting is the engine and you know mechanics and that stuff. And they're allowed to do that until they sell it for money. Like You have to have the licensing to sell it. But you oh, can yeah, you can just make yeah. demo products with whatever I, you I, want. I, I yeah. understand that. It's more just that if what if they went to Nintendo, they put all this man out, man hour effort into it, and Nintendo's like, "Fuck you." Be, <laughs> yeah, right. Th- that is something Nintendo would do. Yeah, it absolutely. Is. It's, 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 absolutely. Nintendo has done that more often than not, which is uh, why it's absolutely incredible that Mario and Rabbids actually happened. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just waiting for them to Van for, for, for somebody to make a Cubert reboot with the Unreal Engine. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That would actually. But I, it has I, to be I would, first person no, action. It's like I super would, realistic. I would bet <laughs> that it's been made, uh, and I, I would love to see a return uh, of Cubert. Cubert would be cool. Well, yeah. they they released a couple of years ago, like a played that one, like a an update, I guess, of sorts for it. And I mean, Cubert's whatever. It's that isometric jumping around platforming thing. But um, I played the the other the newer version of it and it sucked okay. only because it's the same game, but made dumber with 
It's like they enjoyed the Qbert Saturday morning cartoon. Sure. Oh, I forgot that that <laughs> okay. thing was a thing that existed. I didn't Surprise! know it existed, but I'm not surprised to find out. I, I because was... you're a child who wandered into an adult's conversation time. <laughs> I'm sorry, how much older than me are you? Like four years old? 9,000! <laughs> it's over 9,000! Brooks is eternal! <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> Brooks was there before you were born, and it will be there long after you die. <laughs> on, the, on the topic of Nintendo and other things that happened this week, uh, the internet uh, uh, lost their collective shit by sensationalized headlines. Line, suggesting that Nintendo is done with consoles. They've been asking this question for like well, n- Nintendo. Uh, apparently, they made a statement uh, uh, recently <gasps> uh, that a lot of people decided to turn into clickbaity headlines, saying Nintendo's done with consoles. Shocker. When really all the quote was, uh, and let me see if I can actually find it. Uh, they're like, we're always open to other uh, options. And we're always thinking about the future. We're always thinking ahead. I think it's right up at the top. And uh, was it? If you, if you scroll up, they had a quote from uh, Furukawa. At the moment, we're offering the uniquely developed Nintendo Switch and its software, and that's what we're basing how we deliver the Nintendo experience. On uh, that being said, technology changes. We'll continue to think flexibly about how to deliver that experience as time goes on. So that's the most Nintendo answer ever, and that makes sense. Like they have started putting out mobile games that have uh, been doing very well. Uh, And but you're a grade A fucking moron if you think that Nintendo's gonna say we're done with consoles after they just blew everyone including everything they've ever done out of the water with the Switch. Yeah, it's literally, I don't know if you saw the news, it's the fastest uh, selling console of this generation even though it's kind of... Well, my uncle that worked for Nintendo says that... uh... (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, seriously they, they are taking a very uh, Nintendo approach to the future, as you might fucking expect from them. They started out as a playing card company, like it's thousands they... of years ago, before the dawn of man, there was Nintendo <laughs> playing cards. But they they, they didn't have AR formatting. Like eighteen hundred something like that. Something when like they that. They started. They were old as time. Very old They've company. Yeah. yeah. What was a it like? Tale as old as time. Hanafuda no. was that what it was called? Those are the cards. I can't remember. I think it was called Hanafuda. But uh, the yeah. I mean, they're a company that is always forward thinking with regard to, you know, uh, trying to either set trends or keep up with them. And uh, they do what's necessary in order for the company to thrive. They're still to this day the only console manufacturer that sells at a profit from day one. Mm-hmm. Uh, PlayStation, uh, Sony, and Microsoft sell their consoles at a loss for at least the first year of the lifespan of their, their new hardware. And Nintendo has always sold at a profit and still stayed competitive uh, with regard to uh, pricing and things like that. So it's, uh, yeah, the internet lost their shit. I saw nothing but headline after headline saying, Nintendo done with consoles? Question mark? The answer is no. Filthy lies! Slash R slash saved you a click. The answer is no. They're not done. Filthy not lies spread by capitalist propaganda. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I I, uh, um, just, I mean, I can attest to how much I really want to, like, when the Switch first came out, I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's that's whatever. Didn't really care because I saw the Wii U and it wasn't really my thing. And so, but now, like, the last over the last year, I've changed my mind and I've really, I really want one. It's really good. It's it really a won. great. Just the ability to. I yeah. want to be able to play Zelda. The ability Zelda to take a poop like poop. and play Zelda is just the best thing <laughs> in the world. 
Like, especially if it's one of those really long poops, and you're just like, well, you know what I need for this? Yeah. <laughs> Zelda, poop yeah. of the wild. <laughs> Breath of the anus. Breath of the anus. <laughs> we here at Topless Robot bring you the classiest material. We are dedicated to to a higher form are of Are you high, Dad? That said, don't. I am now officially declaring the end of the podcast. It is dead. <laughs> Dan, I don't think you Vapor have Vaporwave is dead. <laughs> I'd like to see you try, Dan. But no, uh, there's a ton of great games available for Switch, and, and they're the amount that they've been indie friendly, and uh, uh, it just creates all these experiences that you can take with you on the go, and it's fucking great. I absolutely love it. The only complaint that I have is I wish that there were more uh, multiplayer games from Switch to Switch. Uh, there are a lot of multiplayer games that support, you know, using the Joy-Cons as two-player or whatever. Oh, like Cal- I like want couch. more network play, network yeah. co-op mm-hmm. uh, fra- between two Switches. They're I actually lo- sort of doing that with the the older Nintendo games that they're re-releasing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that I think so cool. that's awesome. And the way that they manage that is really good. Yeah, pretty much how it works, right? Like, if you're playing Mario and you're doing two-player... Um, like once someone dies, the player who has the second console just starts playing theirs, and it goes back and forth. That I'm not sure. Uh, what I do know is that it's not tied to the game; it's tied to the to the platform, to yeah. the thing. So, like, essentially, that game list is the lobby. So you can seamlessly, uh, when you're playing uh, multiplayer in the classics, you know, uh, just decide, ah, I'm done playing ice hockey. Uh, let's play something else. And you don't lose a connection. There's nothing. They stay right there with you uh, as you jump into whatever the next game is going to be. And the, I, I remember now that is how it works. I watch people play uh, Mario 3, and the person who isn't playing and waiting for their turn on their Switch can actually fuck with the other person by tapping the screen and, like, making little, I don't know, just... Well, so you can cheer. Yeah. And you can do cl- applause and stuff like that right. by, by tapping on the screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for sure, when you die, like you lose control, and then the other person starts playing yep. on their Switch. It, that's a really cool concept. I like, I like it. Yeah, Mario. Th- they made a third Mario game. What are you talking about? <laughs> I didn't know they made so many. <laughs> <laughs> Seemed like a one and done. <laughs> yeah, <you know. laughs> didn't think that one was gonna last. I mean, who the fuck's gonna play a game about an Italian plumber? Right. I mean, come on. Uh, seems super unrealistic. You know, it's like it's like making a game about like an ape that throws barrels at people, or <laughs> it's just one, or of, those, a pink one of those thing 80s that, fads. A pink thing that eats other things, and then or a yellow thing that eats and, other things. Ha- heaven forbid, some kind of starship troopers knockoff on a ring world knockoff. <laughs> <laughs> Calling him out. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) Um. So since you know we're talking Nintendo, other very cool news. The humble store has started selling Nintendo Switch and 3DS games. Fuck yeah! All right, all right, all right. I'm super. All right, I am. I yeah, yeah, yeah. That that did it for me. Only selling. Nintendo made ones for now from what I can see. That's okay. I mean honestly that that works for me cuz like I I just got my I just got my 3DS. I'm a little I'm late to the party all the time but you know it's fashionable to be late to the party, right? Um and I've been playing Pokemon all week uh because that's been fun but I've been wanting to acquire more titles and I like the fact that I don't have to go buy a cart every time. Yeah. 
Because sometimes it's hard to track down the, the games that I want. Because I don't want to order them online because I want them now. Because I want them now. <laughs> and so I'll, Violet, you're I'll drive Violet. to some GameStop like in the middle of nowhere and pick up a game. I did that like twice <laughs> in the last I, month. I, uh, f- yeah, patience is not a thing that mm. I have a lot of. I, I do the same thing a lot. Well, I mean, it's a good thing you're not a doctor, though. <laughs> patience. Brock! Oh. <laughs> Yuck, yuck, yuck. You know, I should have taken your lead on uh, ending the podcast earlier, because yeah, I tried. we wouldn't have gotten Don't to Don't say that you point. weren't given the opportunity. <laughs> you were. I tried to give us all mercy. I tried to that spare was, us. That was a mercy kill right there. Attempted mercy kill. <laughs> and like it's, a fool, you chose to keep on living. You know, we, broke our, we, we broke our knee. We weren't ready to go and uh, go and horse races anymore but and he was trying to put us out in the misery he was trying to take us out behind the woodshed <laughs> the but woodshed. we didn't let him we did not um fools <laughs> yeah i thought it was really cool to see uh humble pick up uh those titles they're not discounted or anything and i'm sure that there are probably more strict limitations like yeah. for example we don't get uh i think so if someone uses our partner link uh toplessrobot.com slash humble uh and buys a uh, yeah, <laughs> nintendo game I'm what doing my that? part. What was that name, right? <laughs> I have not heard of this oh, before. Oh, you mean toplessrobot.com slash humble? You, um, you know what, I, what we should do? is So I, I got this decoder ring, Yeah. and we should have a special uh, special message for all those people. <laughs> Be sure to drink, drink your, your toplessrobots.com slash humble. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> How would one drink that is what I I'm don't wondering. Know. Uh, <laughs> metaphysically, you plus. Um but I think we get a like a smaller percentage of people will buy oh, Nintendo okay. games, and you know they're all I will uh, have pretty much full price. That, but then. I did get a five dollar discount um, when once they introduced it. I think for being a humble monthly subscriber. Ooh. Oh, tight. So th- just like, one five dollar discount. Just one like, five dollar okay. discount. So I ended up using it on uh, Mario Tennis Aces because that's the only one that Ooh, I had. I want to play yet. Mario. Is it, have you played it yet? I played it. It's okay. I like Mario. Tennis. I'm. It's the Nintendo title that I'm least excited about. So I love Mar- I love Nintendo sports games like Mario They're Tennis, fun, Super sure. Mario All Stars Baseball, and the, the GameCube the was just phenomenal. <laughs> um, they're uh, they're fun. Uh, I mean, it's if you like sports games, Mario yeah. Pen Fifteen. <laughs> it's uh, I uh, have enjoyed it, but. It, Contrary to other uh, similar, you know, titles, I have had no problem just setting it down. You know, I, I play a match and I'm like, okay, we're, I don't need to really keep playing this. I think the yep. next the next N- Nintendo title that I'm going to explore, doing my part, um, <laughs> on uh, on the 3DS is I'm probably going to get uh, that Metroid game, uh, Samus Returns. It is yes. outstanding. Yes. I've, I've heard nothing but good it things. It is outstanding. And like... I, I eventually am going to pick up the Star Fox 64. Thing Do it. For it's it so good. I did like Star Fox 64 back in the day. Um, but uh, I'm getting my itch scratched playing this, uh, bouncing between Phoenix Wright and Pokemon because I love yep. both of those things. Yeah. If you are if you are looking to buy a Metroid game, I get on this horse every time I hear about Metroidvanias. Uh if you haven't played Axiom Verge, buy it. Play yes, it. that game. I have, absolutely. I have, I have, you're not the first person to recommend that. To that, me, that game has been out for quite a few years now. Uh, I was well, not I was, that long. Only a year and a half, two years tops. No, it's well. Last year was like three years oh, long. Really? So. so I'm pretty sure because it came out. 
I mean, Jasmine and I have been together for three years. It it came out well after Jasmine and I had already started dating. So okay, I feel like it was on Steam for a long time, but perception of time is foolish. Um, it's so great. This game is awesome. I actually enjoy it more than any Metroid game I've played. Yeah, initial release date uh, March thirty first, twenty fifteen. Yeah, no. Oh, okay, so I guess that is a few years old. Yeah, I was about to say it's older so than it just said, Ryan. Mr. I was wrong. I am sorry. Wait, wait. Can we? Can we get that? Can we hear that again? What, what Run was that, that back for me. What was that? Run it back, Ryan. Run it back. I was wrong. I am sorry. You, you should eat a donut while you, while you say it, so that way you don't have to shiver. It feels so good to hear it and say it. Speaking of the Vania part of Metroidvania, have you guys played Bloodstained: Curse of the Moon yet? I Not have. I have played. Say. I have played the oh, like right. the the extra NES style. Yeah, game but that's made. what Curse of the Moon is. Oh, okay. Yeah. I. I what, what's what's the name? Bloodstained of the... is not out yet. Okay. Yeah, Bloodstained is gonna be more like Symphony of the Night, and this is kind of like a a. Um, hey guys, thanks for being patient. Ritual of the Night is the Ritual of the Night. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, Curse of the Moon is the little NES title. I love that. It. They did a great job that's with that soundtrack. Yeah. The soundtrack rocks. Yeah. I I know that I'm going to enjoy playing the full game when it comes out, but I still I don't like the aesthetic of it. I of I, the full game of or the, of the, the full Curse of the, moon? the full game. Okay, the one that the one that isn't out yet. Uh, every bit of demo footage I've seen, I I really just don't enjoy the way it looks. Maybe it's something about the you know the 2.5D sort of thing with this 3D models on a 2D plane. I just don't like the way it looks. And the way they've animated the character portraits while they're talking is completely unnecessary, and it looks bad. Uh, when this they looks bad. the the, that, the that character w- portraits get animated in this way, where they're just like uh, tweaking the model while they're standing still to make it look like they're breathing or idling, it looks bad. It looks really bad. See, now I'm wondering what I'm looking at here. This must be original concept stuff. Yeah, this is concept art. So this is very different than what uh, we're ending up getting here. Yeah. Uh, with that 2.5D. But uh, what I do like is it's a cel-shaded 2.5D, so it does have a hard line, you know, cartoony kind of look. Oh, I do love um, me some cel-shading in general, mm, though. Yeah, mm. me as well. Like, like uh, you guys ever played Tokyo Beatdown on the DS? I never played Tokyo no. Beatdown. No. Oh, my God. I think my introduction to cel-shading was uh, Jet Set Radio. Yeah, I think that's that was everyone's. Jet Set Radio. Or, or mo- I should say most people's. Yeah. Uh, as far as games are concerned, my my uh, introduction to associating was actually uh, uh, was actually that and like Auto Modelista. Uh, I remember that being Zelda uh, Wind Waker. <laughs> oh God, Wind Waker! <laughs> you know, I loved Wind Waker. I loved it. It's I remember people still being my so Zelda. mad about it when it came out. They're like, "Not my Zelda! Hashtag not wind, my Zelda! Wind 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 Walk a Flock of Flame!" Is it <laughs> no. Known? Uh, and actually, it not. wouldn't have been hashtag uh, not my uh, uh, Zelda because Twitter didn't pre-Twitter. exist then. Yeah, that was pre-Twitter, 2003. Uh, that sounds accurate. We yes. just had twits. Um, and <laughs> that was pre-Facebook. Hold on, <laughs> that was pre-most and, and social great, media. Uh, had a great uh, the, well, that was the MySpace days. Uh, had uh, the, I said current had the DS link. MySpace is still around, yeah, barely. Um, but yeah, it had the the uh, way too underutilized uh, Game Boy uh, connect to the to the GameCube. I I, uh, I love that the like Crystal that, Chronicles that, and uh, Zelda Four they, Swords. They did that. That, they, that was a thing, and I really wish that they kept doing that. Me too. But now we have the Switch, and so that now the, now the Switch is your Game Boy. My favorite party game of the uh, of the time, Sonic Shuffle. 
<laughs> Pac-Man versus. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So Pac-Man versus the person who's pa- uh, who's Pac-Man uh, has a. Uh, is playing on the Game Boy and has the classic Pac-Man view of the traditional top-down full board. And then the other three players are playing off the TV screen in circles. And so they can have a limited view around them and they have to communicate to each other when they encounter Pac-Man in order to uh, coordinate and and, uh, strategize uh, to take down Pac-Man. So are you all ghosts then? Yeah. That is awesome. So everyone's Spoilers. got one person's Pac-Man's fucking great. That's interesting. That's actually it's like a very early version of what they did with the with the Wii U oh. with all of the with N- the Nintendo Land stuff. Yes, did you ever? Yeah. It, like, it sounds like really Nintendo similar. Land was a blast. I Nintendo Land was so much fun. Nintendo Land. Yeah, I've put so many hours into playing. Like I the, heard Nintendo World the Luigi's was Mansion. I spent too much time on the Donkey Kong Egg. Uh, uh, yeah, course. I. <laughs> I play. I I used to have like little hangouts at my house, and we just play the Mario Tag game. Yeah, that one was so much fun, and the the ability like it the five player dynamic was so cool. Like, yeah, it's so interesting. It was to... a lot of fun. They they did a real good job with those. Uh, if it's one thing that they they definitely tend to do well, uh, it's those kind of like those couch, couch fun. Co-op! You know, yeah, fucking hang out with your friends, grab a bottle of Shasta, fucking. <laughs> For a second, when you were talking about it, led to my favorite Pac-Man party game. I thought you were gonna say Pac-Man Fever. Oh God, Pac-Man no. Fever. No, <laughs> no, no. I love uh, once another episode in which I get to talk about Wreck-It Ralph. Um, I love that. So uh, Buckner and Garcia is the name of the guys that wrote Pac-Man Fever. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, they got them to write the Wreck-It Ralph theme song. Really? Uh, so because like um, I I got it into. Ar- more arcade stuff, I should say. I've always been an arcade guy, but as far as like history Dork. and following things, shut up. Jeez. <laughs> Don't hurt my feelings like that. Where are your but, books? Um, so I can knock them out of your So hands. I became aware of this after the fact because I remember um, going to see that movie. That was like, I think one of the last movies I went to go see at midnight intentionally. Um, and uh, the theme song was like, oh, this is kind of catchy. It reminds me of something, but I don't know what. And then <laughs> years later, I look at the credits and I'm like, holy shit, it's the same guys who wrote Pac-Man Fever. I hate that song. <laughs> um, Pac-Man I was, Fever. Uh, I was at uh, like Walmart or something uh, the other day. And it, you know how they do those little um, arcade cabinets that are like, oh, it's Space Invaders and it's a fully functional arcade cabinet, but it's but like yeah, yeah. maybe a foot high tops or some shit. They've got one for Fix-It Felix Jr. No way. Yeah. No, I want one of those. Yeah. I need it. Yeah, it's I really need neat. it. It's um, really neat. I actually saw I some advertisement for a fully functioning like like action figure sized arcade machine that runs Street Fighter 2. That would be great to have Street yeah. Fighter characters play. Yeah, on. exactly. That would be so well, rad. The, the, my issue with it is it's not a complete. Like it looks like the cabinet, except that it's got one set of sticks. It has a, oh. set, a stick and six buttons. Yeah. So I'm like, mm. so it's a one player cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't like... want to play Street Fighter Two by themselves? <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah. Uh. Just imagine having Ryu. There. One Kenny is the loneliest number that you ever do. No. Two can be just as bad as one. 
But the loneliest number is the number one. You win. Stop it. Hey! <laughs> it's time to stop. <laughs> uh, just keep on singing so, songs just to piss down. So off, what else you know, have right? you have you guys been doing this week besides sleeping, pooping, and going to work? <laughs> Mostly, Mostly sleeping that. and pooping. Yeah. I went to a bachelor party on Friday. Oh! Wild. Was it a small batch? Or was it... Uh... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. It was actually... <laughs> <laughs> wasn't super wild um but it was fun to watch people who i haven't seen in the same room since high school uh so last year get way <laughs> 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 i'm kidding get uh, get way too drunk while i remained relatively sober um sounds like it, you were doing it wrong you know that your party is great when after you've been out drinking all night you go back to the hotel and two of your friends are passing a liter and a half bottle of barefoot pinot grigio back and forth <laughs> uh, that watch, sounds like a night do you guys watch fried green tomatoes or mexican <laughs> magnolias or, or uh the uh traveling pants movie whatever <laughs> follow up no are your the friends a bunch of 40 year old uh, moms that drive vans man you see Pop, I, I it, it felt that way uh, I, I I played it smart, and I was at least just drinking beer cans. <laughs> Wait, I know. You guys watched the Britney Spears movie, Crossroads. Uh, actually, no. We uh, we watched several seasons of That's So Raven. <laughs> uh, you, actually, you see, yeah, why, I, didn't, why wasn't I invited? I'd been okay with that. You see, I, I Barefoot Pinot Grigio and That's So Raven? Sign me up. <laughs> I would have pegged the this uh, this little uh, soiree as more of a uh, Mamma Mia 2 kind of thing. <laughs> The soundtrack of the night was ABBA. Hey, you, you watch your mouth. ABBA's fucking rad. Oh, ABBA, no. Aboth, you know, same thing, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Very, 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 very close. Oh, my God. Abato, there needs Abato. to be a death metal band that takes ABBA and incor like incorporate, incorpor incorporated. Fun fact, I already found that. Incorporated. Yeah, that's another, that's another. It does it's ABBA not covers. Good. It's not good. Oh. That is one thing. Uh, as somebody, Mama mia. As somebody they call, who are listens, they called Black Abbott? No. no. As you, somebody who listens to a shitload of metal, put the box metal, on your head. <laughs> uh, I, I hate how many like crossover genre covers that metal bands like to do. Really, you don't like the black metal I, cover of Friday? No, I. It it's become so overdone that it's trite. Um, it stopped entertaining me years ago. I I, I don't get it. Um, so, there's, so it's sometimes it's, it is funny, but most of the time I feel like juxtaposition. I, I, yeah, I, but I, I know what you mean. Bands have started doing it now just because that's a quick way to generate buzz because your own music isn't that good. Um, well, I, I know a couple of, of ba bands that I like that will throw in as a bonus track, like Insufirum threw in like a cover of Rawhide yeah, for that, some reason. That's different. And that's fun. Bands put out singles, though, on YouTube. Like, this is our next big thing. We covered uh, Lady Gaga with death metal vocals. And that gets more views than anything else they'll ever do. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty because much how Disturbed operates completely. <laughs> sound. <Old> yeah. Subscribers. <laughs> 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 Maybe it's just because I'm an old curmudgeon at heart, but I don't, I don't think things that are that whimsical are very entertaining. <laughs> that was pretty whimsical. Yes, yeah, you sure. seemed entertained. Yeah. Uh, are you not entertained? You know, sometimes you just need to let the whimsy flow right through you. 
I'm and not, other times you need to skip past yeah. that terrible and metal video. I'm not very not good at good. that. If you haven't picked it up, I'm a pretty rigid guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ruffles has ridges. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! You're so, you're so quippy today, Brooks. <laughs> Damn. You know, I, I, I took my medicine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, And by medicine he means meth Everybody meth <laughs> He means methicins Whatever he's putting in these crawlers <laughs> Oh that was definitely meth <laughs> Yeah it was absolutely meth Awesome huh? meth, meth patches are our podcast go-go juice Meth Coming to a store near you patches. The topless robot meth patch <laughs> You know it's great for getting past TSA When you're getting on a plane <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> it's like nicotine patches, except you might have a heart attack. <laughs> That's actually nicotine patches as yeah, well. Actually yeah, <laughs> I've n I've never done the patch. Uh, I did when I was young. Mm. You were in your my, forehead. My parents were trying to get me to quit when, smoking when you were young. <laughs> I I never smoke cigarettes because I'm a clean boy. Dirty, filthy. <laughs> Dirty, filthy, clean boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I'm uncomfortable having uh, that coming into the headphones right there. Dirty, dirty, Trying to think of weird stuff that I did this week, though. Stop, um, stop it. Stop it. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, you, you stop, stop it. <laughs> uh, so one of my campaigns in D&D, we're retooling uh, from 3.5 to 5E, and that's weird. Uh, not because I have any, any, any issues with 5E. Beyond just old guy complaints, but just having to translate a character sheet over feels weird to me. Yeah, and that is not an easy transfer. Yeah, that's, no, a, that's a jump. I'm already m irritated because my character, or say my, I'm, so I'm playing a ninja in this particular campaign. Loser. You know what? <laughs> Sometimes we just gotta be cool. And ninja, all, right. all right. Ninjas are cool and all right. <laughs> um, but uh, I already had to go off of like a build anyways, and so now I have to go off of another build. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's that that's been kind of uh, obnoxious, but we just added this guy who's playing a half orc professional wrestler, like in our world, and it's like not it's not bad, like like it's it's a it's an enter it's an element of uh, a, a bit of character flavoring that makes it super fun because I played with this guy for a long time, and so he, he actually he's not a murder hobo he, like we've discussed. Does he keep kayfabe? Is he? Uh, you know, he doesn't wear a mask, uh, and since there are any other wrestlers, I, I guess kayfabe is whatever you want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, 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 whenever he talks, let me tell you something! No, he's more like George the Animal's, uh, George the Animal Steel. Okay. Um, uh, but, uh, well, he, he's just this dumb, half, dumb-ish, half-orc professional wrestler that's wearing, like, um, a Speedo and, like, stuff, and just th th pile-driving orcs. <laughs> it's it sounds awesome. fantastic. It's now awesome. I have to ask. There, you, there's a time and a place for fun builds. Yeah, and I mean he, he's kind of he's kind of hopping hopping in as so he he has a perennial character named Blarg. Okay, that, that's a half orc that like he'll just like join a campaign for a little for a few weeks and and he'll bring Blarg to the table and it makes it it's always makes it fun because we play with a very a lot of ser a couple of very serious people at our table. Now serious as in they no nonsense no. or are they just or are they do they Well, it's like they're so in this particular campaign we're playing with a lot of uh so we have two three three first timers 
uh, and they've been playing for a little while now, so I can't call them rookies, but they're still trying to, they're still working through getting comfortable, I guess. You have to be very patient. Oh, I'm very patient, and like, and I refuse to metagame. I refuse to metagame. And so they'll try to, someone will try to convince me to go along with a plan, and I'll be like, my character has no motivation for that. Like, wh- wh- I don't care. Talk to me about it in character. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> convince me. Yeah. Who you have not you've maybe spoken three words to since since I joined uh in character because my ninja doesn't say shit. Do you do you do accents? Do you get do you get into it? I I don't do, I don't do the accents. Uh I have I have guest uh starred as like an NPC a couple of times like um so we have a paladin. My buddy Danny's playing a paladin. Um and he he worships uh Phalatros, the god of fuck. <laughs> um, Phalatros is Phalatros. a good name for that. The, yeah. the yeah. god of fuck, mm-hmm. and so uh, he draws strength from from sex, and um, he gets like a hard on when evil is around. <laughs> That's uh, hilarious. Yeah, it's it's. Did you rad. name? Did, <laughs> did, he, do you name your 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 dick Sting? How in that how, how does that mechanic work? Uh, it, well, it just works. Uh, anytime there's a paladin, they can use detect evil at will. I guess the way he detects evil is with his dick. And his, it, his it's basically his like Sting in Lord of the Rings. His character turns, name is his Dick sword Flair. turns blue. Okay. Oh yeah. But his dick gets hard. This, it's the same thing. This gets me on um the tangent of funny D and D character names. Does anybody have any? Oh, I have the best. Uh I, I played a halfling bard for a long time called Shia Labard. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and uh, another one called Javier Bardem. <laughs> I, I I have a friend who chronically plays shit posts, so all of his characters are just jokes. Um I mean he's played Flex Barleyhammer. <laughs> um, uh Chad Valier the Cavalier. Oh yes. Uh there's a, he just never stops with these. Um he had a Mm. A gnome sorcerer named Chadarius Bradenbaum. It was six names. It never stops. <laughs> um, and he he made me want to stop playing one time when he actually ran into the middle of melee combat as a gnome sorcerer. And he jumps in and says, you can't handle my Chadori. And he uses shocking hands on an orc. <laughs> Oh man, he can't. He cannot stop. I, I love playing with him, but there's no, there's no cutting on it. Mm-hmm. Whenever he's playing, it's jokes, 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 jokes. Mm. D- Dick Flair. Uh, Dick Flair is a nice balance because, uh, so he's, he's this, and he's a first time player, um, and so he uh, ended up on one of one of the campaigns getting a shield cape. To go, you know, so he's got this ridiculous cape. Um, he asked specifically for an Excalibur type weapon uh, for fulfilling X amount of conditions. Talking and, like a sentient weapon, or uh, no, like um, just something stupid powerful. Something stupid powerful. It's it's like it's like uh, its damage is like one d twenty. Yeah, it's 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 nuts. Um, he calls it triple Excalibur. <laughs> Hell yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that he, pretty good. he's he's great. He's awesome. 
and uh, he, he smites evil, but uh, I have voiced a couple of NPCs that he's tried to screw to, like, to get cheaper passage like on a ship, you know? I played the sea captain, you know? And That's the like best that. way to do it. You have to make it uncomfortable. Yeah! Players, too many players are so willing to go out in the world and just try to uh, fuck their way through everything. <laughs> I, I get so... It, it's just as bad as murder hoboing is the people who go around and try and seduce oh, everything man, that I moves. That. Every obstacle is just something to try and, you know, exactly. hit that diplomacy roll and get it going. You have to make them uncomfortable by making them actually voice out what it is they're trying to do. Yes. And the best way to do that is to, like, get one of your one of your male friends and just have them really ham it up. Because yeah, right. they, I talk like a pirate like this. They right. always back down. <laughs> they will always back down. Oh, no, he didn't. He didn't. He was just right there, and it was awesome because, like, I uh, – uh, it's it's been fun playing playing with these guys because I, I have my, my other group, and they're fun as well. Um, that's the group that I was playing Shia Labard with that uh, I'm currently playing some wizard that I'm going to have to say goodbye to soon at some point. Wizards are the best. Wizards are pretty cool. Um, I'm a right. rogue in mine right now. But uh, yeah, so Dungeons and Dragons was cool. <laughs> yeah, I haven't uh, played enough campaigns to have uh, the opportunity to uh, do you know jokey, memorable yeah, uh, really character. Either. Like, yeah, I mean, I can't think of any of the names of you know some of my previous characters or or anything like that. You know, the the most notable experience I had was I was in my first real big campaign was with a bunch of min-maxers and uh, I uh, hate munchkins. I Ugh. was you know, I was in it to role play and you know, I uh, when it came time for um, I have the dark necromancer shrimp cocktail <laughs> it came time for, for the Shrimp's you know, the big motivation for the group to go on the, the grand adventure and my character was you know basically like I, there, I see no reason to yeah. follow you because my character was driven specifically by a, uh, a desire to find his dad ah. and uh, these other Papa. characters were like we're don't. going to save the world. It's this is the thing, and I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like, this is not the thing that I care about. Currently, I like to just imagine that you keep creating characters that have like motivations that are beyond the story that the DMs are trying to create. So you just never finish a campaign because every time you get to that point, you're like, eh, never mind. And you just, found the skull of your out. father adorned as a codpiece on the final bars. No, that, I, I, that is a that is a joint effort thing that players and the DMs need to be better at. Um, I have often had that experience where I have a player who just doesn't give a shit about what's going on, and I do agree that there is there is some responsibility on the DM to absolutely set up situations that keep you interested. Yeah. But also, part of agreeing to play in a group means that in the session zero, people need to actually bring things together that before they start playing their characters gives them motivation to cooperate. Mm -hmm. And it's too often that people don't do that and it breaks a lot of campaigns. That's yeah. what I really like I mean, in my campaign right now. Um, our, our DM, uh, like basically we all had to come up with our backstory and everything and submitted it to him. And he went through and basically uh, incorporated like side quests that kept our characters yes. interested uh, from, because like my character, my well, Basically, I, my girlfriend died in, in my arms, and I was on. The, I was looking for her murder, and it was an assassin. Classic. And they brought in, yeah. Uh, well, I, but I, they I brought mean, that in and, as part of as part of our campaign, and like it would like characters would run into me that like, hey, it's you, and I was like, oh shit, and then like we'd go off on a little side tangent, and it would keep me keep my character's motivation 
on on point, which was a lot of fun. It and, was really cool. I mean, in in my instance, you know, the reason the, the GM didn't have to think about motivation too much because most of the other players were min maxers and they were more interested in playing the game than yeah, they were role playing. So they're boring. And so they're so not it playing was, the game. They're yeah. playing part all. Of, all playing they the needed game. was all right. Here's the adventure. And my character was like, hold on, <laughs> hold on. Well, if, if, if everyone at the table is into that, then that can be fun. But when, like, because I, I, I'm the same way, I enjoy the out-of-combat aspects of the game almost I would rather do I, the collective storytelling. More. I actually yeah, enjoy, more it, I enjoy it more than the, the combat. Combat's, combat's fun, and it's a great breakup to the RP on, on times, but I, I much prefer just role-playing through a town and... I, I have tried to create, so every character that I've built in the last couple of years, I've always left a little room f to insert some kind of personal side stuff, and uh, this particular ninja, so my, my, my ninja's name is, Go is uh, Goemon, uh, <laughs> not to be confused with any Digimon characters, because I've gotten like three or four like, who's that a Digimon? But that's not a Digimon, a that's an actual champion. character. Yeah, that, that, that's an, that's an, thank you. That's an actual character. Yes! Lupin the Mystical Fire. Ninja Goemon. It's an actual N64 oh, character. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, Go Goemon's... And a Lupin character. Goemon's uh, just one of those cool guy ninja names. Yeah. But um, uh, I left a little room for uh, for backstory with uh, a cool facial scar and why do I speak Infernal? Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I should say, why can't I speak Infernal? And uh, I've le left that open. So if my DM is listening right now, which I, I don't know if he does, but do I will something. make do sure something. he does. <laughs> By the way, yeah. Add the, some cool Oni shit. You absolutely can have a campaign if everyone's just down to fight stuff all the time. Yeah. That can be the theme. But again, it needs to be agreed upon uh, that that's going to be the thing to, beforehand. To restress the importance of session zero, if you play any sort of tabletop RPG, Always do a session zero session and set everybody's expectations. That's how you know what the fuck people want to do. Let's say you make sure your campaign is fun. It's hard enough to make well, a campaign fun without the input of your players. Yeah. Set or more importantly, get the expectations. Yeah. You know, where, because the expectations are kind of a group, you know, dictation mm -hmm. yeah. as opposed to like uh, just a, you know, I, I think, and while I'm definitely speaking from inexperience here, I think that a campaign that is wholly dictated by the GM, by, by the DM is destined to fail. Like, that, if it's just, look, guys, this is how it is, and that's that. That is the biggest taboo of being a DM. You don't do that. Yeah. You do not railroad your players. No. You do not tell them they can't do something. You just let them do it. And you can always move things around behind the scenes to get them to go in the direction you want them to without having to straight up tell them, nope, stop that, you're going there. Which yeah. is some, Everything which is can be fun. repurposed to work. It's more fun when the DM has to trick you into doing something. Yeah. Because, yeah. uh, like, you know, no, nobody likes being told what to do, in a, especially in a game where you can do just about anything as long as you make the rules, you know? Uh-huh. And so... Um, I have I have not played with any DMs that have committed that egregious sin of you have to do this. I have definitely d uh, played some campaigns where it's like, okay, you guys kind of need to do this, 
Uh, so I'm going to let you do whatever you want, but you're going to have to come back to this eventually. Or what you do is the longer it's put off, the more consequences there are against yeah, the party. Exactly. You can you can fuck off and do nothing the whole time if you want. But the enemy just gets stronger. Yeah. And hmm. you get weaker. You literally, you just have to be creative. And I know without experience <laughs> that nece- that very, that can be very difficult, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah, you just have to be flexible. It's improvisational. Yeah, <laughs> that's something that I've always respected. Like DMs that can do that, just have that creativity, have that ability to like when you are like, okay, I fully expect the, the my party to go this way, so you they go and build this big narrative that goes in this direction, and then the party just goes, nope, we're going that way. Yeah, and then the ability to think on your feet and the ability to create something more like or at least have an idea of what you can do in different with different choices and be able to improv that mm-hmm. it's just it's so impressive like i our my dm now is able to do that all the time i've talked to him plenty of times where it's like okay you weren't expecting us to go that way were you and he's like nope i made up all of that like <laughs> on the spot I, I also, and it's like it, it's the coolest thing and it, it just makes it feel so natural and interesting mm. and fun I, I love dms that can do that i also love dms that have good like their riddle games on point, yes. You know, or or with good with good puzzles that are not dumb. I do enjoy a good puzzle, but the riddle thing is so contrived at this point. <laughs> uh, having having riddles to answer in your D and D campaign is something that I'm pretty sure well, is it, is a staple, and it I, is a staple. I'm tired of it. Well, in in most campaigns that I've done with riddles, there's been one. Okay, there, just one, and it was a kind of nice break in the pace because. Usually we'll come across a riddle in like a dungeon or something like that. And so the remainder of the session will be, okay, solve, let's solve the riddle collaboratively. And uh, there's been one particular instance in which the answer was five. Um, it wasn't that two. drove us crazy for one night. And like we were so mad when we found out the answer was just five. Because <laughs> like, uh, and I'll, I'll see if I, can, if I can get the actual riddle from him again. It's been such a long time, but that was just one of those things where we'll casually, if we get, if we get a rizzle, a riddle, a rizzle, a rizzle, a rizzle, a rizzle, a rizzle or a puddle, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, the Do first Jay answer we'll throw, out, we'll throw out as five, just because, is it five? Okay, no, good. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, the, the, it's, it's fun as a player to grow alongside a DM as well, because yeah. mm-hmm. like, you know, any DM that acts like they have nothing to learn. Uh, They're wrong. Going to be static, and your campaigns are just going to be boring and contrived. So much of being able to properly DM in a way that entertains people is planning is great. It's very important, mm-hmm. but improvisational skill is king. Oh, it's awesome. Uh, the other guy that I play, uh, the other camp, the ninja campaign I'm, I'm playing. Yeah, um, he he's been he's had the same base world since high school. Uh, he's a couple years older than I am. He's has this map, you know, and the 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 binder protector, you know, and it's just so intricate and drawn and it's stuff like that. Crapper keeper. Yeah, and... <laughs> it, but, but he keeps adding to it, and it's really cool because, like, I've played. He keeps adding more Lisa Frank stickers. <laughs> no, he actually had a um, cardboard DM shield uh, that he made for a while ago, and then uh, he said. Uh, uh, keeps players out, keeps traps in, and keeps uh, the wife away. And then when he got divorced, it was a but ex wife. <laughs> <laughs> but then he uh, he just made a new one because uh, he got like a wood burning kit for like 
Christmas, I think. So he made this cool, like, wood DM shield that has a bunch of dorky D&D stuff on there. And um, But he's been adding to this this world, this, this world we've been playing in. And I've played several campaigns with him. Um, and he will reuse his campaign sometimes, depending on which group. Um, like, the the new guys that, that, that I'm playing with now, um, they first ran through a campaign that I was very familiar with. And so I would occasionally pop in as a bard sometimes, but I was not doing anything to advance the story because I knew all the turns. So I wasn't going to be a dick and yeah. ruin the surprise for everyone because I remember finding out all the stuff that I did when I did. And I was just like, what? You know? <laughs> and now it's kind of like, oh, yeah, I can see the setup. Um, but it's really fun getting to play the same campaign sometimes because you get to do different stuff. Sure. Hmm. So That's uh, the bringing back a character who knows things is really funny to me. There was uh, I wasn't part of this, but I've heard my friends did a Halloween event. Uh, they always take breaks oh, from their campaigns. I and, love those. And they do. Uh, seasonal themed events. We did. Yeah, we did a. Awesome. We always do like, like a Christmas. Wow, one. does and like all, all the MMOs and shit like except that. Good. Yeah, except good. Yeah, <laughs> these are great. Um, and my my brother got to play the character who was in the dream world as like a guide who's serving people through this vampire mansion and everything. He's been there all the time. He knows everything. Here's the kicker: he can only communicate using a slide whistle, and if you try and read his mind, it just plays carnival music. <laughs> And that was the whole thing. Like he knew because he's a man who lives trapped in the stream world and he guides all of these people through the mansion because it's just his purpose that he does over and it, over. And he must be this tall to enter the and haunted mansion. <laughs> he's lost his mind. Right. So that's just how it goes. And he tries to help people like that. He points out traps by just like blowing his slide whistle and nobody knew it was going on. <laughs> Oh. That, that is the best way to do it. You have a character who has all the answers, but can only communicate them to you through very it's obtuse like, manners. And I, feel, <laughs> I love that. I feel like uh, I have uh, uh, brought this up uh, on a previous podcast, but there's a character in Boogie Pop Phantom, uh, the anime Boogie Pop Phantom, Excuse who you. has all of the knowledge, <laughs> you know, that exists, but is unable to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I love I, those. Kinds I like of I like the, the the burden of knowledge that has consequences. Yeah, yeah. Thing. So for Christmas this year or this last year, we um, we ended up fighting Santa Claus, uh, but this particular Santa Claus was like a fallen paladin, and so we kicked the shit out of this guy. Uh, it was awesome. So but, needless to say, you're on the naughty list now. Uh, no, there is no list. It's, <laughs> <laughs> so, so the, the way the way it worked was because um, I I kept I missed him a co- my first couple of of rounds just because of bad rolls or whatever because um, he couldn't bring and he would to hurt he would Santa. never strike at me because and it also put it, the DM in an interesting predicament because I'm the only neutral player um, right now and so I'm not on any list and that's what he was basing it on he's like okay you're gonna get attacked if you struck Santa Claus and you're on, if you're supposed to be good or bad and so I got to ride this line. But when we defeated him, uh, we have we got a hat because we, we, uh, my uh, Brendan always throws in some fun little um, like seasonal stocking stuffer type things to, sure. for your campaign. So there was the the, um, the hat uh, the hat that detects naughty from nice instead of good and evil. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, That's love it! Awesome. And uh, I got these. I got his gloves. 
that uh like beef my my unarmed strike but also uh do damage based on alignment which is awesome and just like fun little things like that one year we had um tiny tim's crutch which added uh, a plus five to charisma. Okay, that just, oh brings up, <laughs> that just brings up a whole lot of questions. Like, did you steal Tiny Tim's crunch, crutch? That's unimportant. Poor, poor, so there's this hobbled kids out there in your D&D world that's just like crawling. Or the kids just dead. Uh, By the, that too. Either way. Adventurers are terrible people. This is a universal this truth. Is, yeah. yeah. I mean, adventure, anyone, ad, Regardless of your alignment. Yes. <laughs> Adventurers are only a good legal system away from being locked in jail forever. Yeah. <laughs> You're lawful good. Oh, no. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. You travel with a party full of idiots, you die like one. Yeah. I, I did want to bring up something today, which is actually really kind of cool that this D&D thing came up. So, have you best. ever played Elite Dangerous or know what Elite I have, Dangerous is? I know a bit of Elite Dangerous. I don't know what it is. Speaking of, it's, it's like a space sim kind of thing. Oh, yeah. It, and it, oh, you know, I probably like, seen it that was around. A big, uh, it, it was a big Kickstarter campaign uh, oh, that like, oh. just never got done, but yeah. then got done, but it was not quite, you know, what, you know, people were expecting. And I, I remember reading something about watching something about this. such a big mix of interesting things. I bought it specifically because uh, it supports Oculus. It's really cool. It's a lot of fun. And I love flying spaceships in VR. But the reason I bring it up is because there's this there there's right now I, I saw this on uh actually on Polygon. Um they're doing or there's somebody's running like a full like campaign like a like a role playing campaign that has according to this 9400 participants Holy in God. this world and it's a blend of in-game playing and a, like a role play like with they using uh uh uh, sh- uh what's the online roll 20 and like they're actually doing yeah. role play like voice acting and all this stuff and it like this one person's like like controlling the whole thing she's like a um the puppet master she's a security one guard DM there's or? this yeah she there's like one dm and then a few other other people that help and are like really into it and, like there's this core group but it's like 400 people where it's like this big storyline that's going to be going through this and then 9400 people where like there's there's different things that happen like some people are uh like they're in a, the fighting force and they're going around and there's there's uh like controlled skirmishes then there's people that like fly uh, like cargo ships that they have to be protected by the people who are in the fighter. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I got gotcha. you. Like, but then there's all like there's. So it, this is kind of some Eve Online. It's stuff Eve Online with more structure, with more structure, and with more with like uh, actual being able to fly and, and mm. like a really big, you know, action universe that Elite Dangerous has. And it like you have to read the whole thing. But it's so interesting sounding. Like it's literally linked together by a traditional tabletop RPG. I, I like the, and, the uh, idea of that. Yeah. Like, so I'm always I'm always on the lookout, and I've never ventured outside of D and D. I mean, Pathfinder doesn't really count these days. It's close enough. Um, but like uh, for an a, a, a tabletop experience like Dungeons and Dragons, that is not Dungeons and Dragons, and like. World of Darkness looked okay, and like Shadowrun just come up a bunch, and there's um, other things like that, like GURPS. There's and, one that I really want to go back into, and that was uh, True Twenty Cthulhu. Mm. Um, oh, I've heard of that one. I've heard of that one. Yeah, because I I really really en- well. First off, I enjoy being in a Cthulhu you know mm-hmm. uh, universe. You love craft um, it. 
<laughs> Get out! Get out! Get out! I'm gonna make my own tabletop game called Pizza and Podcasts, and you're not invited to play. <laughs> um, push you over and steal your pizza, nerd. But and then it's, it's, it's the True Twenty system, which is crazy simple. Everything's a D twenty roll. Yeah, you know it's you know, uh, but it's uh, just a very fun. The Cthulhu universe is just very fun to be. In. I, I I like, I like and having sanity be a mechanic. I is I, one of my I like the things. rules. Uh, I like the so I was um I have a friend of mine that I watch movies with uh, a lot, and she likes horror movies, but not the same taste as I do. She's more of a slasher thriller kind of person, and I'm more of a concepts kind of guy. Um, but she's never she never gotten into any of the Lovecraft stuff because like I'm, we made her watch The Void, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is an alright movie. Sure. Um, but we were, as the movie was going, we were explaining the rules because, uh, horror universes are defined by the guideline set. Like, sure. it's scary because of X, Y, and Z, and these are the things that you can and can't do. And then later getting into tropes. Like, these are the things that people usually do and stuff yeah. like that. So getting to hit all those beats and stuff like that was fun explaining to someone that didn't know it. Because everyone I know and their mom knows all about. Lovecraft stuff, even minimally, like yeah, Cthulhu. to some varying degree. Yeah, they, like yeah. like we all know the octopus guy with wings and blah blah. blah. Right. Some folks know who Dagon is, and some folks know the color from space and stuff like that. But um, I would really love to play. Um, like I've looked into that that before, but that the problem be with really cool problem with that is I don't want to play with strangers. What's so. cool is there's a version don't of that talk to strangers. There's a version of that that uses a Jenga tower. So instead of doing a sanity check, you have to pull uh, from the Jenga tower. That is and a cool mechanic. So once you once the tower falls, you're insane. Does everyone have like their that. own like, Jenga tire, t- tower? I don't think so. Or is it Jenga tires? Jenga tires. I can't remember specifically how it works. I just remember that Jenga, you know, is is a part of that. And and oh. that is yeah. That's when when are we gonna get that shitty board game to movie adaptation for Jenga? <laughs> Yeah. We got I mean, Battleship. We got Battleship. Yeah. We got battleship. <laughs> this season, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> it's got to have the rock in it. Yeah. Connect four. <laughs> <laughs> hungry, hungry hippo. And, and it's just, no, it just. <laughs> the it, game it, of life. It cuts to Dwayne uh, uh, the Rock Johnson going, pretty sneaky, sis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, or, you know, and then, and then we can have the expand the Hasbro cinematic universe. <laughs> And like Please have no. have Blumhouse have Blumhouse do do the operation movie, so you just like you got you guys like wakes up Operation's on a table. Actually, a slasher. He wakes up on a table with a light bulb taped to his nose, you know? <laughs> and he's just stretched out. And there's a bunch of drunk people. Operation with jigsaw. Yes. <laughs> I want to play a game. <laughs> Operation. Oh my god! And then you have the sequel, Operation Ivy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Brooks! <laughs> You've got a problem. I do, and You're it's not enough. Quickly account, making though. it our problem. <laughs> <laughs> quickly making. I think it's been our problem for the past how many weeks? Uh, eighteen, we 18? Weeks now. Yeah. eighteen weeks. Yeah. Eighteen weeks. Yeah. Um, Are you going to send progress reports home to our parents now? <laughs> Really, all you need to do in order to uh, create a horrifying environment for Tyler, actually any of us, just flip the glasses upside don't down. Don't do it. I don't like it. 
I suppose it's that time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tyler, y- y- you would have hated you would have hated my friends when 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 we came up with the clown raptor thing. Oh, did you just ice me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did, sir. Yes, I did. Why did you bring those? <laughs> I can't believe I just got ice. <laughs> did, did, uh, did you bring more? I'm Apparently not going to I was waiting. I was waiting for the moment when he turned those glasses upside down. And that's what you get Excuse me, when you let your heart yeah. win. I have to chug a Smirnoff ice on camera. Did you bring more? It's the I did rules. Not. <laughs> chug it. See, I haven't heard. I haven't thought of icing Sorry, since Mom. college. <laughs> right. Take it like a champ. Oh, that looks delicious. <laughs> Take a bow. Or, or puke. <laughs> that was satisfying. I can't believe I got iced. <laughs> oh, so so the best the best thing that I uh, I've only I've only been at one party where I've iced people because I was late into the game on that. But I got my brother so good. Uh, I. So I went to his bathroom at his house because, like, we we're having a birthday party for one of his roommates that I'm friends with, and so and somebody brought a bunch of Smirnoff ice, and so naturally we we're gonna ice everyone. And there's a bunch of kids. Uh, when I say kids, I mean like 23 year olds. And so wait, a, I, cover your ass there. I uh, <laughs> I dismantled his toilet, like like the inner workings of his toilet, and hit a, hit an ice in there. Then so thought, like you made it so it wouldn't flush. Yeah, so it wouldn't you'd flush. Have to look in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how you do it. So yes. I, I did that, and then I removed the toilet paper from the roll, and put a Smirnoff ice in the toilet paper underneath the sink. Uh, then I put one. Um, oh in, no, this has layers. In, this in, is oh my god. Then I put one in his toolbox, um, and we put one. Uh, I put one in the trash bags because I noticed the trash bag, uh, the trash can was getting full. Yeah, and just bam, 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 bam. Just got him, oh and it was the most God. satisfying. You just hear, fuck, fuck. Yeah, yeah. I heard, quite, I heard quite a few of those. It's very satisfying. Ice your brothers. Ice your sisters. Wow. It is. Ice it your, is hilarious. Even when it happens to me, it's ice funny. Ice your daughters. Ice your wife. I, I think the last person I ever expected to get iced by in my life is Tyler. You okay. got me. Well, he's wearing Yamcha on his shirt. I, I must say, I can't take full. Uh, credit for that one. That was uh, that was. Uh, thank you, Jasmine. For I knew it. I talked. To, I, the ice. I talked to her about this recently, and she betrayed me. <laughs> <laughs> she betrayed me. <laughs> so t- time to go on your weird betrayal rant. If you break your keyboard and try to shove a remote up your butt. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Well. So uh, you know we what? are. I have to say real quick. I saw I saw that six pack in this house last week. Did you? And really? I thought I was getting iced last week. <laughs> <laughs> so great misdirect on that one because <laughs> after I got through last week, I was like, oh okay, I'm not getting iced. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got iced. <laughs> and then I got iced. And then I got iced. Revenge is a, then I got revenge is a dish best served cold. Icy, you might say. <laughs> <laughs> the refreshing oh, crisp man. taste of Smirnoff Ice. Oh my god! Not sponsored in any part by us. No, no, certainly not. But I'm always waiting. 
Uh, Dan does hate himself enough to accept a sponsorship uh, from Smirnoff Ice. You know, if... As yeah, long as they give us cool affliction-style to... shirts that say Smirnoff Ice <laughs> on them. <laughs> oh, please. I'll wear that for free. Not so, really. Uh, we are getting to the end of the podcast here. Fairly close, I think. I don't know. I'm bad at keeping track of time. I can't remember when we started. Um, Where's the box? There is no beginning. There is only an end. <laughs> the bo- the shame box. <laughs> um, What's in the box? <laughs> it's over there. Uh, so, uh, does anyone have any... I'm changing it for 2019. It's no longer just rants. It's going to be rants or raves. If there's something that, you know, made... Because I don't want to just, like, dwell on the negative. I'm not a rave kid. Um, I want Uh, to uh, give uh, equal opportunity to both complain and uh, scream to the heavens about how amazing something is. uh, Uh, So anyone have uh, anything that fits those, uh, those... things this week i mean the giorgio moroder uh version of metropolis that i saw yesterday yeah. as you could hear from my car pulling up <laughs> uh, that is an awesome uh thing that you guys should check out um uh, especially i mean metropolis has been weirdly relevant for a long time even though it was made in like the 20s and uh it's a silent film but don't let that deter you because the soundtrack rules uh you have giorgio moroder on the soundtrack you have um Freddie Mercury, you have Pat Benatar, oh, Bonnie, wow. Bonnie Tyler, you have um, Billy Squire, even. What? Okay, uh, I need shit. to see this. Yeah, like, it, it, is, it is something to behold, and they colorize the plates and stuff like that, so it has a very weird quality surrounding it, but I definitely recommend you check it out, and that's my screaming at the heavens. Right on. Yeah. I have something very small. You were talking about tabletop games you were maybe interested in and yes. said World of Darkness looked okay. It's great. <laughs> it's it's the best. <laughs> Are you still running a World of Darkness campaign? Or? More like World of Dorkness, right? <laughs> Tentatively. Um, the scheduling has fallen through, as it always does, but it's still out there. I have um, one of the books somewhere in my house. I have the Wake the Werewolf one, I think. You should really look into Chronicles of Darkness. It's the newer version with all of the, uh, a lot of them are second edition by this point, and they are awesome. It has a more modern twist to it. Mm. Uh, the modern twist, I think you would enjoy a lot more, and that's what makes Chronicles of Darkness I would dig that. Awesome. I would probably dig that. Yeah. I just want a World of Darkness Shadowrun crossover. No, not necessary. But uh, yeah, I could scream to the heavens any day about World of Darkness, or I guess now it's Chronicles of Darkness, because there's Old World and Chronicles. Stupid. Um, play it. If you like tabletop RPGs that have a New World twist and are also turning a lot of superstitions on their head, it's awesome. Uh, I have no complaints. You can mesh all of the different supernatural books together into one campaign, or they're good enough that you can play them all standalone. So you could play a game of just werewolves or vampires or mages, um, or you could throw them all into the pot and see what happens. It's 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 awesome. Yeah, yeah. I I will give a more earnest endeavor into it. I am looking forward to uh, the scheduling uh, getting worked out so we can. Get rolling on that. We'll fix it. We'll figure it out. Uh, he said rolling because he used dice. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. No! Rolling, 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 rolling. Yeah! Come on. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Tyler? You got anything? Um, Mine's more of a somber note. Okay. If you don't mind, I just want to. So, uh, made worse by that. <laughs> <laughs> worse or, or better? better. 
Uh, I just kind of wanted to give a shout out to uh, uh, one of my close childhood friends who sadly passed away this past week, uh, oh, Phil I'm Mitchell. Sorry to hear that. Um, and you know the whole Mitchell family. I know they're going through a really difficult time right now. They they probably will never listen to this, but honestly, it's been something weighing on me a lot this week. Uh, so I just you know I'm gonna miss you, brother. And yeah, sorry to end this on a sad note, but no, it's fine, man. Yeah. I, I'm I'm gonna end it on a conspiracy theory note. So so I'll I'll pick us right Good. back. Gilligan's <laughs> Island. Um, love you, miss you, brother. Yeah, rest in peace. Uh, it's never easy to uh, lose longtime friends. So, mm. um, on the completely opposite end of the spectrum, there, I watched uh, the movie Waiting last night, uh, and I've you know seen it a million times before. Ryan Reynolds, Justin Long, Anna Faris, you know, hilarious. Of, That's yeah. one of those movies that I've always kind of scrolled by, but never actually watched. It's a lot of it's fun. Really... It takes place in a, in the restaurant shenanigans, uh, ah! with all the crazy shit on the walls. Okay, you, um, you mean my house? <laughs> yes, yes. They actually filmed um, it in your house, bro. Oh, uh, Luis Guzman, unfortunately, Dane Cook is in it, but uh, the rest of the cast is uh, David Koechner. It's it's a really fun uh, uh, mix of people, and it came out in two thousand four. Uh, it came out on video 2005, but it says copyright 2004 in the credits, so I assume that it saw theater release in 2004. Um, <clears throat> Anna Ferris and Chris Pratt met on the set of another movie in 2007. Uh, Jasmine and I had to look this up because the character that uh, David Koechner plays in um, uh, Waiting, they zoom in on his community college degree and his name is Daniel Christopher Pratt. Anna Ferris is in this movie. Chris Pratt's name is in this movie. Anna Ferris and Chris Pratt don't meet for another several years. Oh. Yeah. Their romance was engineered by, by the Illuminati controlled by Hollywood. Illuminati confirmed. Sure. I'm popping. <laughs> I just thought it was really that weird. Really weird. You know, that, you like, know I, they... I believe the Gilligan's Island communist thing more than. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but that has the benefit of having the the yeah. you know creator of that, Gilligan's Island saying, "Yeah, no, that's that, exactly that is, what I was doing." To be fair, that, that though, J.K. Cool, Rowling's though. been saying a lot of shit about Harry Potter recently that I don't necessarily believe. <laughs> have, so <laughs> she's just bored. Have, have, have you? Oh yeah. The so you guys, you guys just, just kind of fi their pants you, all you the figured time. this out. Well, we were watching. Uh, uh, waiting last night, and uh, they do this zoom on on the uh, community college degree, and I'm like, wait, hold on, one second, what the fuck? And I rewind it and I pause, and it says uh, Daniel Christopher Pratt, oh. and I'm like, what the fuck? Anna Ferris is in this movie. I wonder if they, when did they start dating? And so uh, uh, Jasmine looks up and she's like, well, they got married in 2009. Maybe they were they were dating for a long period of time before that. Well, okay, yeah, maybe. And then she looks it up. It's like, nope. Says they met on set at uh, on of this movie in two thousand seven. I can't remember what movie it was, but so yeah, Anna wow. Ferris in a movie uh, wow. says Christopher Pratt dun, dun, on the thing. Dun, dun. Yeah, just one of those really weird coincidences. He was just stalking her for a couple years. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just leaving his that's, name in weird places. Like, <laughs> that's, uh, I, I like he was, that. She was being primed. <laughs> we're, we're gonna have to talk more about that next time because uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump into that, into that conspiracy theory <laughs> feet first and see, see what I can find. I love weird, pointless, and dumb. Uh, not dumb, but like benign, 
like conspiracies about movies you know like, we couldn't find anything online about this like oh. there's no one else has noticed this no one else has made or at least anyone who has has not made any mention of it uh and it just seems like one of those things that someone would have caught and and either constructed an elaborate unnecessary conspiracy around as we're doing right now right or <laughs> just said hey look at this it's kind of neat I, I fit uh, somewhere neatly between the two of those reactions. You you should make your own conspiracy theory. <laughs> you should, you video should start. About you should it. start like no. Before you do the conspiracy video, just like start putting like little things here and there, like like submitting them to different message boards. Yeah, right. And then you come under different usernames. Yeah. Then you like then you do the video and respond you, like, to your own point. comments. <laughs> uh, she See? she was being Darren Browned by Christian Hollywood because you know Chris Pratt is very Christian. Christian. Uh, to prepare her for once she met, she it would be as though they've known each other for a, forever. <laughs> well, that's also something that Anna Ferris is actually Anna Ferris and not a replicant re- that replaced <laughs> Anna Ferris in her career on the set of that movie. Excuse me, she's actually a lizard person. Okay, uh, they can be both. Yeah, lizard it, person it replicant. True. That is like <laughs> that, that is evil and tonic. Bye. Let's wrap this up. Uh, We don't have any voicemail this week, but if you would like to leave us a voicemail, you can do so by calling 805-222-6287. And remember, uh, we have a partnership with Humble Bundle. You can always go to uh, uh, toplessrobot.com slash humble, and any purchases that you make uh, help out the podcast and and help us uh, have a budget. So buy stuff, and you get awesome games at really good prices, and we get a a share of that, and uh, it's awesome all around. So, yes. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. Adios. Hi, this is Benjamin from the UK true crime podcast, They Walk Among Us. Want to see something scary? Shudder is the ultimate streaming service for fans of horror, thrillers and the supernatural. Shudder offers an unbeatable selection from Hollywood favourites and cult classics to original series and critically acclaimed new genre films you won't find anywhere else. Explore the best collection of horror that pushes boundaries, showcases bold original storytelling and offers something new to watch every week. Available ad-free, on-demand and through the platforms you're already on. Shudder. So good it's scary. Sign up at shudder.com.